Hi guys, welcome back to Skincare Anarchy. This is your host, Ekta, and I'm super, super stoked for our guest today. I have been loving her products since day one of trying them. So without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to Kendra Butler, who is the founder of Alpen Beauty. And if you haven't seen Alpen Beauty yet, I'm going to link everything, but you need to go check them out. So welcome, Kendra. I'm so excited you're here. Uh, the pleasure is all mine. I'm a huge fan of what you're doing, and I'm so happy to be here today. Oh, it's truly, the pleasure is truly mine. I, I've been in love with your products. Like I said, you know, it's, I, I don't usually find products that I just immediately fall in love with. So, you know, I want to go into that, but I want you to start us off by telling us your career and your journey and what led you to create Alpen. Okay, so um, it all started in New York City. I started my beauty career in New York um, around almost, wow, 20 years ago. I guess yeah. <laughs> I'm putting the nature on myself. But <laughs> um, yeah, I started 20 years ago in New York City and I was working for great brands um, in the space like Cody, Clarence, Givenchy. I worked for Dr. Dennis Gross, who is an amazing person and formulator for a very long time. Um, in around 2015, I decided that I kind of um, felt like I needed to press the reset button on life. And it, I just kind of was in this place mentally where I was listening to this little voice saying, you need a break, you need a break from the city. And I love Manhattan and everything it has to offer, but I was just craving nature and fresh air and like wide open space. And, yeah. you know, my, my husband was in the same place and we always talked about it. Like, what if we just left the city and like moved out West and just like enjoyed life and, you know, got some fresh air. And one day we just did it. Um, we, yeah, yeah, we just decided it was time. And, you know, I heard somebody say on the radio, sometimes you have to jump off a cliff and build your wings on the way down. Oh and yeah, that's, <laughs> that's so true. Love because it. it's scary, right? Like we had yeah. our careers, like every two weeks I was getting a paycheck. I had a budget I was living off. Of. Like I just knew what was coming. And when you take a leap to change something in your life, you don't have that security of, of knowing what's going to yeah. be next. Um, yeah, what's coming, yeah. But we did it. Yeah, and it led us down this crazy path and adventure that we're on today. Uh, we, we came to Jackson Hole, Wyoming and- we decided we were going to stay for a couple months and do some skiing and get some fresh air. It was, you know, <laughs> November, November of 2015. And um, we have been here for five years, five, six years now. So wow. we never left. <laughs> you stayed, you found love. Oh, I love that. I mean, I, you know, when you go to a new place, you fall in love with the new, you know, environment. It's just, it's a beautiful thing. And I'm, that's awesome. I love that. <laughs> The people so, here are really great. Yeah, we, we fell in love with the community and the nature and just, you know, just, just being in the mountains. It, it kind of just like, it, it just, it was so invigorating. Yeah. And, you know, I actually want you to um, tell me how you came up with um, your ingredients and all the good stuff with Alvin, because genuinely, I don't often find lines that I get behind that are like clean. You know, they're clean. They're, they make me feel good about why I'm using them. You know what I mean? But my skin is in love with your product. So I want to, I want to know everything, like, you know, how you started your formulation um, in your mind, like what you wanted and what your vision was uh, before you even put it on paper. 
Okay. So it all goes back to nature. Um, you know, they say necessity is the mother of invention. And I had a problem that I needed to solve when I landed in Jackson hole. And, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit about what that was before I get there. Like, I just want to say I had no intention of starting a skincare line. In fact, like it was the furthest thing from my mind. Um, you know, being in the industry for well over a decade, I just know how much blood, sweat, and tears it takes to get something off the ground. <laughs> and like, I kind of was in a place in my life where I wanted to chill out. Like I didn't want to like go into that mode again. So I had yeah. no intention of doing this. Um, it was kind of just a natural evolution and I'll tell you what happened. Um, so I got to Jackson and I opened two beauty stores because I decided like, I'm not going to be in the beauty industry, but I'm so in love with skincare. I'm so obsessed with makeup. And I love to like, keep my, my, my finger on the pulse of like what brands are launching and what ingredients are hot and what's trending and, and cool founders and cool lines. So I was like, you know what, like, I'm just going to open these stores and I'm going to call my friends who work for all of these great brands. And I'm going to, I'm going to do this community, a great service by offering them um, an apothecary or a place to shop uh, for skincare and makeup because yeah. Yeah. When we got here, there was nothing in the town. And I was shocked because like I was in this place, I was in this community for 24 hours and I was like, okay, like I need to find my grocery store and I need to find my beauty store. Like those are the two things like must eat, must apply product. So (laughs) yeah, (laughs) same way. I get it. I totally get that. That was like, that was like my meditation. It was a form of meditation for me. Like when I'm in a beauty store, like everything is just quiet. Like I'm playing with textures. I'm looking at color. Like it just like, it's the only place I know like what I'm doing, I feel like in my life. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I opened these beauty stores and I'm like, this is going to be great. Like everyone's going to have great, wonderful products. And I'm working in the stores all the time. And I quickly, quickly realized that the women and men living in this town um, were suffering from really, really dry skin. Oh, um, it, yeah. it was just different. Um, and I was seeing it with my own skin, you know, I'd wake up every morning, I'd have like the white flakes around my mouth. And I was like, wait, what's going on here? And I think it's a combination of, you know, the water is, is not, you know, it's, it's very high in calcium. It's very hard water, but you also yeah. have this uh, mountain climate. So you have right. like, very, very little humidity in the air. It's very, very dry. Um, we're at 6,200 feet elevation. So just think about this, like everybody is outside and the sun is just beating, like beating on us. Yep. Um, and you're at elevation. So you just go to the grocery store and walking from your car to the door, like you are getting some pretty intense sun exposure. Yeah. Yeah. No tanning beds needed. You were right no. there. With the sun. <laughs> no tanning beds. Very close needed. to the sun. Yeah. <laughs> and, and everybody who lives here, you don't move to Jackson Hole, Wyoming to have a desk job. Like people are right. very much like outdoor enthusiasts. So people are outside like biking and hiking and skiing and like people are doing things. And I started to notice a trend, you know, women were coming into my store and men too. There's men that came in, but we have, we had a very big, um, high 
high, high female percentage customer base. And, you know, they would say to me, I just need something to give my skin a drink. And I would sell them the best serums, the best moisturizers, the best eye creams. And I'm talking like the best brands in the business at the time. Yeah. Um, I won't name any names, but they would come back. I was, I was finding that two to three days later, these same customers would come back in and asked to exchange or return the product because it just wasn't performing in the climate. Yeah, it wasn't working. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't working. And they spent money That's on really it. And like, it's fresh. When you buy, when you spend money on something, you just want it to work. Like you don't want to take something home and just be like, I'm still not getting anything from this. And I spent money on it. So of course, yeah, they were coming back and I took, you know, one return. Then I took 12 returns. Then I took about 20 returns. And I was at a point where I was thinking this is kind of insane. Like I'm going to lose my hat on this business. Like I am yeah. not able to provide solutions to these women. And I had, I calculated one day, my skincare returns were like at 30%, um, which is a very, very high return rate. And yeah. I was sitting in my backyard um, one summer evening and my backyard looks up out to the national forest. We look right at the Grand Teton National Park. Um, on with on my property it's the view I see from my property well I'm very and, jealous of that. that's, that's stunning it's, it's not a bad place to problem solve I'll tell you I have this like one little corner of my yard that I would just sit you know after a long day and I kind of like ponder life and decide like what my next moves were and I'm sitting there thinking these stores are going to go out of business what am I going to do about this like I, I have to find new brands but I was using the best brands in the business so I didn't know where to turn and I'm looking at the forest and it was summer in Jackson Hole and I don't know if you've ever been to Jackson Hole in the summertime mm -mm. but I would say a painting does not do it justice it literally it's like there are just the colors that you see in the wildflowers and the forest and the palettes are like green and blue and purple and yellow and there's just like life everywhere and wow I was really just started to hone in on the plants um, that were growing in the wild. And I noticed that they were juicy and plump and hydrated. And not only were they surviving um, in this very tough and arid climate, but they were yeah. flourishing like, wow. yeah. like Olympia, like rock stars, like these plants were rocking it. And I'm thinking, what is growing here? Like what is indigenous to the land? What's in the wild? Yeah. And how has mother nature found a way to evolve um, in this climate and look phenomenal when everyone else is walking around with that dry? Everyone's dried out like a prune. Yeah. Yes. No, I mean, you know what? That is absolutely like beautiful. What you just, I love that. That is truly solution oriented mentality at its finest. I mean, you know, and, and the crazy thing is, this is honestly why I love um, science and medicine. It's like the answers are right there. You know, like we have so many solutions right in front of our face. And for you to see that and to really hone in, that's that's a beautiful thing. I love that. Uh, well, I think nature is a regulator for us all. Um, I think there is medicine in nature. I think that if we can find ways to work in synergy, you know, with the climate and the environment, we're going to be much um, better off, you know, just as a population in general. And I 
so I became like kind of obsessed with these plants and I thought, okay, so what is my next step? I have to find out what's growing here. So I called around, um, I found some local plant experts, you know, farmer, botanist, and I started to hike and I said, let's walk around my yard and can you help me identify these plants? And yeah. I was shocked, you know, as we're walking, you know, he's pointing to that's a patch of arnica. This is chamomile. That's wild borage. There's wild sage. And he's like, he's naming off these ingredients. And my mouth is just on the floor because coming from skincare, I had recognized that these are ingredients that formulators use, you know, that they manufacture, you know, from, um, ingredient suppliers, you know, and they, and they use them in this, in this powder form or, or whatever form it comes in. And I'm thinking, okay, so there are skincare ingredients growing wild mm-hmm. in yeah. my backyard. That's crazy. Yeah. In yeah. a town where women have skin problems. <laughs> I'm like, how much crazier can this get? Manifesting something like just a super solution, like right there. <laughs> That's it was awesome. a light bulb moment. I mean, it was like somebody dumping a bucket of water over my head. Like I just was kind of like, at first I was in shock. I was like, okay, so there's skincare ingredients growing out of every nook and in, 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 in cranny and quarter of this town. Yeah. Um, there's women walking around, can't find skincare that works for their skin in a mountain environment. So I was like, how do I put these two things together? So I started calling um, contract manufacturers. Like I knew I needed a professional lab. I'm like not talented enough to like mix something up on my stove, you know? Um, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm cooking. And you wanted to do it. You wanted to do it right. You know, I got thought. I wanted to do it right. It has to be done in like a clean, a clinical environment. Like I don't want to contaminate anything. Absolutely. And, yeah. Um, my pots yeah. are like for mac and cheese for my kids. <laughs> That's basically like what cooks in, on my stove. So I was like, I need like a professional outfit here. I need somebody who knows how to formulate. You know, I knew I could write a formula, but I needed a chemist to put it all together. You know, I just like, Absolutely. I was like, I can't just do this. Um, so I started calling around, um, contract manufacturers. And this is when I just started getting the nose. Um, Everybody would, I'd call and I would say, I have these plants and I want to write a skincare formula and I want to mix these wild plants into the formulas. And everybody was kind of like, no, no, no. That's, oh, you silly girl. That's not the way we do it in this industry. Like we source, like we source our own ingredients. And I was like, well, I know how you do it, but I want to do it differently. Like I would actually like to give you my wild plants to combine with squalane and vitamin C and ceramides. I want to mix them all together because I think something special here. And um, so I I had about 19 no's. I think it was the 20th call. Um, The owner of the facility just like picked up the phone or something. And like (laughs) he was just like, oh, Okay. He's like, this is definitely interesting. Um, I would like, I would like to try this, but I just don't know if I can commit. Like, I don't know, but I just, I definitely want to check out these plants. So we brought the plants to him. um, And then just to like, talk about the harvesting. So we are wild crafting, uh, which is what this is called using plants. 
um, it's, it's basically the act of harvesting them from their natural growth environment. So that means that these plants that we harvest, we do not grow them. We do not protect them. We do not feed them. We do not shield them from the sun. We do not build shelters around them from animals. We yeah. let them live the way that they were intended to live. Okay. Like doing yeah. it all on their own. Um, and it was my belief that this wild crafting, the, the, the special medicine, this adaptive juice that these plants have to survive, yeah. that is going to translate to the skin because there's Absolutely. something like in there. Yeah. Yeah. I love um, that. Wow. So that, that's what we're doing right now, but we do it sustainably. So if you're wild crafting and you're doing it the right way, you're just taking, you know, pieces of the stem or the leaf or the bark or the fruit, the flower, and you're, you're moving on, you know, in the patch, like we're not like ripping, like we don't go into a wild patch of land, like on my property and rip it all apart. Like that's not how you wild craft. It's like foraging. It's, you know, the animals, they nibble and they move, they nibble and move. Like you keep moving on. How do you maintain that with, in terms of like, like, uh, supply? It's funny that you ask that question and a lot of people do. It's just that yeah. the, these plants have incredible regenerative abilities and oh, okay. they just grow back. And because you're taking so little, you're not damaging the, the plant, the, the patch as a whole. Like you're just like taking little tiny pieces. Like if you've ever seen animals um, forage or eat, you know, they eat and then they yeah, they're like little picking. Yeah, they pick like you're like picking and moving like no, no, no herd is going to rip, go into the ground and rip out an entire like forest of like, well, yeah, you, just, you eat berries, not a bush, right? Like, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you're just, you keep moving, you keep moving on. And the plants are so used to this that they're just like, boing, they just come right back. Um, so they don't, they just continue to grow. That's what they do. They, they grow, you know, and our harvest season is July through September. So they have everything they need, um, the perfect environment here. And, you know, the ones that we've identified and are using are so abundant around us, um, that they're just like, they keep going, but now, are these, are these, I'm, I'm really curious, like, are these just like in that one specific area that you're living in or have you found them to grow um, in other areas too that you've um, sourced? So there, so these plants, the ones that we use are uh, only in Jackson Hole and the surrounding, like right here in my local community. Okay. Um, I know yeah. that they, these plants are growing in other environments for sure. Um, you can find them in Colorado and I mean anybody can just look up you know yeah like where they forage and calendula like they they grow they grow many many places but our secret sauce is that we're sourcing them um, from Jackson Hole which is a very tough climate um, with a very high elevation so that is the environment really that they've adapted to and that's really what you brought into into the industry you know you you brought in adaptation to that environment I love that that's brilliant. <laughs> um, it fortifies them. You know, when you have a rough growth cycle, if you have a rough life, you become strong and you become resilient. And, you know, they, they use this all the time with, you know, raising children, like let them have problems, like let them solve their own issues, like be there to support them, but don't fight their battles for them. And yes. it's kind of the yeah. same, it's, it's the same overarching concept that when something has to, to learn how to do it, it will do it. And yeah. That got me thinking, you know, just 
wild. It's like Darwinism of plants in yeah. a sense. It's that's, like, sur- that's very well put. Yeah. Yeah. It's survival of the fittest. And if it, if it can't survive, if it's too weak to live, then, then, then we don't want it in the formula anyway. So that was like the whole concept. So we do this wild crafting and um, we're very delicate. It's done very sustainably. Um, I got these plants to a manufacturer. They gave me um, 50 little pots of my first product, Mount Moisturizer. Um, I wrote the formula around the wild plants. So I, I knew I wanted um, things like Bakuchiol in it. I was pregnant and breastfeeding at the time. So I was looking for that retinol alternative. Um, yeah. Bakuchiol does not grow in Jackson Hole. So like I had to yeah. source that kind of stuff, vitamin C, um, our cleanser has pomegranate and papaya, and <laughs> if I could find oh, out a way to grow your a tropical fruit here, <laughs> is like the most like it just it makes you feel like you just did something healthy for yourself. I I kid you not. Every time I use it, I'm like I feel complete. <laughs> like, Thank you so much for happy. saying that. No, it's- I mean that. I want to I want to actually tell everybody. Um, I was telling Kendra, you know, everyone listening out there before we started recording that this was one of the first, um you know lines I fell in love with that wasn't like a clinical line it wasn't you know it wasn't like you know MD everywhere medicine ever it was a beautiful product and it was specifically your serum I mean you know when I first used that serum um I immediately saw changes in my skin I can definitely say that not just the you know residents of your immediate community but everybody um can benefit from from that serum because when I looked at my skin I instantly saw it was better it was definitely more moisturized and it was like smooth and I could use it as a primer that's what I love the most I I use your serum as my primer for makeup um that a lot of people do actually and I think it's about multitasking like who has the time this day and age and then even um, further to that point, it's like who it's, it's confusing, you know, skincare can be so confusing. If you have to have 20 things to cleanse and 20 things for your serum and 20 things for your moisturizer, um, it can be, it can be a lot, but thank you for saying that. I wish I could take credit. You know, I found, you know, a piece of nature literally in my backyard and it's all the plants. They are the heroes here, not me, but thank you for your kind words. I really appreciate it. No, I mean, honestly, here's the thing. I, I really want to know, um, what you think about all the clean beauty products out there? Because, you know, I think that it's getting to a point where it's like drowning out the really good stuff. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like it's too much. And I feel like if someone was to ask me, Ecto, what's your favorite clean serum? I'd say Alpin's serum. That, like hands down, I would say that because it it's something I put in my purse. It's something I grab when I know I'm traveling somewhere or I'm going, you know, it's a no brainer. And I feel like there's so many brands now um, that are there claiming to do the same thing. So how do you feel about that as a founder of, of, of a line that, that really works? Um, well, thank you again for saying that. That is, that's such a great compliment. And, you know, I do think that clean has become um, commoditized in the sense that, you know, lots of, lots of, 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 of people are, are saying that they're clean and they should be, I mean, everything should be clean. <laughs> like we should be yeah. clean. And it's like, it's kind of like a no brainer that like, of course you want clean. Um, when I, when I switched over from clinical, I was really scared because I had been using clinical products for years and I just, I'd loved my results and the way the skin, skin, my skin looked. And I thought that making the switch, you know, to a more streamlined formula, um, with a bigger no list was going to sacrifice results for me. And 
I still remember the day that my OB told me I couldn't use retinol uh, when I went to her and I first found out I was pregnant and she might as well have told me that I couldn't like breathe oxygen. Like I, I almost couldn't walk out of that office. I was like so depressed so, and, like, oh, about God. It. <laughs> and then like, then I started researching and I started to find that there are things out there that are really, really good for you. And if you could get the same results by using something that you feel good about, like, why would you not do that? And then like, that's when Bakuchiol was introduced to me and retinol like benefits, but comes from a plant. And, you know, when I, when I made the switch, you know, I, I was, I was shocked that not only did my skin look the same, it, it looked better than some of the things that I was using before. Um, yeah. It's like, in, like I said, immediate results. I mean, it, it's not, I'm not exaggerating when I say that it's, and I think that's very, very rare to find. And it makes sense now that you've explained your story of the plants, you know, so it really is. Uh, but look, this is, this is so, this is so hard to do. And I just, I love every skincare line. I think every, every brand has a great story, you know, to tell and, you know, it doesn't, we would never say, you know, if you're not clean, you're, you're using bad things. Like there's, there's all different kinds of ingredients that work for different skins and skin is a living, breathing organ. And I tell people all the time, like the, starting with the clients in my store, like, just find what works for you. Like, don't worry about like, just what makes you feel good. What makes your skin look good? What makes you happy? Like that is your product. Like that's your Exactly. Yeah. Don't stress yourself out by going through every single thing. And like, you know, it's, we have enough things to worry about um, as a, as a society right now in general that, you know, we shouldn't be super stressed out by just trying to moisturize. So um, I'm a big believer in just like trying lots of things. And I I think that, you know, so many brands have beautiful stories and we're lucky that we have these options, you know, you know, back hundreds of years ago, women didn't have, or men did not have the options of that we have today. Like we're in like that golden age of skincare where there's so many great lines and so many great actives. And for us, you know, it's the, it's the wild plants. That's our focus. Yeah, I love that. I love that you're able to say that this is my space where I know I'm filling a space, you know what I mean? And and I think that that's, for me, I think that's my, my problem is I don't think everyone is able to say that genuinely. You see, you know what I mean? Like, I think totally. we convince ourselves a lot of times that what we're doing makes sense or it's really filling a space. But I mean, to be able to differentiate between redundancy and innovation is it's something that we really need to learn to do, I think. Um, you know, and I when I see your your line, I'm like I said, you know, I'm not going to like be a dead horse, but I feel like what works works and what doesn't doesn't. And there's nothing wrong with people just being truthful about it. You know what I mean? And, and supporting brands that are really doing it right. So that's my, that's my whole spiel on that, but. Well, thank you. Know, you. No, yeah. thank you for saying that. Cause I'm, I'm sure that your audience really appreciates that. And um, there's so many things out there. I just recently, we just um, on Alpen Beauty, we just signed up with a platform called Clear For Me. Have you heard mm. of Clear For Me? No, I haven't. What is it's so cool. It's so cool. So it's basically, uh, it's a platform that you link into your website. And when you are searching ingredient list, you can scroll your mouse over the ingredient and it tells you what the origin of that ingredient is, like where it wow. came from, like if it's vegan friendly, if it's like cruelty free, like all of this, it kind of just does the work for you. It's like this little like 
mini encyclopedia that you can just you utilize. Um, Credo beauty is doing it. You know, they're so amazing. Credo is, you know, the first people who believed in us and I learned about it from them and it's just great. Like it makes, it makes shopping skincare so much easier. Um, I bet that's for me. I'm going to check that out. (laughs) Yeah, you should. So yeah, it's on Credo Beauty. We have it on Alpen and more and more brands are jumping on, but it's a great, um, technology platform that helps the consumer kind of identify what's in the ingredient list without having to Google each individual ingredient. I love that. Uh, That's really brilliant. Actually. I, I didn't even know that existed, but I mean, you know, I want to actually ask you um, and and that this leads beautifully into my next question about just um, you know, kind of always growing right as an entrepreneur. Um, I think right now is an interesting time for the skincare industry because we have so many opinions um, and, and so much insight that's available to us on social media or blogs or, you know, hopefully through our podcast, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and I want to know how you as an entrepreneur, um, especially as a, as a woman, how you've adapted um, with that, you know, and, and how you adapt, you know, that into your brand as you move forward with Elvin. Well, I, I find it all to be incredibly inspiring, um, looking at people like you and what you're doing. And I have this little like kind of therapy group of, of other um, indie brand founders that were always talking like on text message. Yeah. <laughs> like, how would you approach this? What do you think here? Um, I think that there's room for everybody. And, and I'm a big believer in, you know, sharing information and supporting other founders and supporting other brands because it really does all come back to you. Um, and every day, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to listen to, to more stories and understand different opinions, um, because it's, it's all education, you know, and it's, it's all, it's all helping you to further develop who you are and, and understand, you know, what your likes and dislikes are. And, you know, the more information I take in, the the more educated I feel like I become. So I'm trying to do it all. Um, the clubhouse thing is just like a little bit overwhelming to me right now. But. Oh my God. <laughs> See, I'm listening, I, I have skincare anarchy on clubhouse, but I don't know. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot to take on. So I hear you. <laughs> it's a lot to take on. No, I have people saying like, okay, do you want to do this talk or that talk? And I'm just like, wait, I cannot even get through my inbox right now, let alone like, like curling my hair is a luxury. So like, where <laughs> am I going to find time for this? But it's actually amazing because there's so many, there's a lot of founders that are on there, you know, talking about their stories. And, you know, I've just learned to kind of adapt to do it while I'm driving my car. I'll put in my, 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 you know, AirPods and I just kind of listen and poke around different places, but yeah, there's a lot of information. It's, it definitely can be overwhelming. I think it's just carving out the time in your day where you're going to take it in and the rest of the time blocking out the noise, you know, it's that, it's that balance. That makes sense. You know, that really makes sense. I think, you know, we all have to learn from each other. And I think that, you know, like I said, you know, there's a lot of dermatologists, there's a lot of, you know, um, estheticians, there's a lot of people with great, amazing backgrounds, and they're really vocalizing what they interpret skin health to be. So it's just, you know, that's why I asked, because it's interesting how we as consumers take that. And even as, as, especially as an entrepreneur, how we take that information, and then we reflect on what we're doing you know what I mean like our own projects so that's why I asked you and I think um you know especially with your I mean I I can definitely say with the serum like it's really something I even all the skincare I'm trying I'm sticking with it that's why you know I know when you stick to a product 
you know, you have to really stand behind it and you have to keep finding reasons to stand behind it. And there's not always going to be an answer in science or dermatology. It's going to have to be self-care. You know what I mean? Like there's- You um, you have to decide, look, you are your own boss. You know, there is so much information out there and there's so many people saying, this is right, this is wrong, this is Like, I just try to block that all out and I just try to focus on what my skin is reacting to and what's making me happy. And, you know, there's not one thing for everyone, but yeah, I mean, it's, I think everybody's doing their part, you know? I mean, I, there's a lot of content creators that I I love just the education that they put out and I love their artistic spin but at the end of the day it's all kind of opinion you know I mean it's because because you have dermatologists who are experts in their fields you know giving conflicting information so it's just you got to figure it out on your own is what I've learned yeah and um you know and just one more thing to add to this like you know saying I don't know right like I think the medical community right now especially like with skincare and um, dermatology the this merger that's happening I think it's important for all of us to realize that doctors can also say I don't know you know what I mean because we don't know and I think something like you did um, is an incredibly scientific initiative where you see something in front of you and your own in you know your curiosity leads you to a solution like i think that's just as qualified as you know as scientific as the next line that's completely you know backed by 15 mds and you know all this stuff so I, I, that's yeah. my point you know what i'm saying what, I love what that. works works <laughs> you so, know what it, it's like also listening to your gut too i mean like i rely on my gut instinct for so many decisions that i make in life and some of them maybe i should be researching a little bit more i should be you know on my computer trying to get you know education to make this this or that decision but a lot of it is just gut it's like what i'm feeling it's like that feeling you can't ignore it you know that voice yeah. has has led me you know, out of Manhattan into Jackson Hole, that voice led me to this forest, that forest led me to these skincare products. Like, it's like, if I had had not listened to any of that, I wouldn't even be talking to you right now. So it's like, don't ignore your intuition. And then that that little voice that's trying to guide you is is always there. It's a matter of if, are we amplifying it? Are we listening to it? Are we giving it a microphone? Or are we just like smothering it? You know? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I completely, I 100% agree with that. I think that's like right on the money and you know not enough people do that unfortunately I hope they do though you know because that's really where you discover something and you do something beautiful like I, I you know I think that's what fills a white space in any industry you know what I mean when you oh let my gosh of course yeah. no yeah. it's so true it's like that's how you innovate you have to do something that nobody else is doing and that everybody might think is a little crazy and you have to be prepared for that and you know I always I talk about it with one of my friends I was talking to my girlfriend the other day I'm like somebody had to put you know oregano in spaghetti sauce for the first time and say this is going to be delicious we're going to add some salt and pepper and oregano and this is going to make this sauce like great and you have to think about that and then you have to try it else we're never going to push forward like where, where are we going? And, and that was my, my problem. It's like, where's this industry going? Like what new ingredients are going to come out? Like, what are we going to find? And, you know, there are a thousand species literally in my backyard of plants and 995 of them have never been put in a skincare product before. So yeah. 
that's like, what's keeping me up at night. I'm like, do I have time to do all this? Like, how am I going to find all this stuff? How are we going to try it? What is it going to do to the skin? How is our skin going to react when we're using it? But I mean, that's how we're going to push forward is by trying new things, listening to that gut instinct. And then to your point, not always knowing if it's going to work, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. I've had abysmal flops. Like I've had so many failures <laughs> where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do that again. Oh, me too. I hear you. That's how no, we but you know. One thing I one thing I do want to say though, and I and I want to talk about this a little bit is the idea of transparency for clean beauty brands. And I think um, you guys, what really caught my attention about Alpen and the way you're doing it is that you're not taking something from someone's culture or something, and and you know what I mean, just like slapping it on a label and saying, hey, look, this is a cool you know uh, herb or you know plant, and you should use it. It's like you know when I see turmeric products that are just not they're not talking about the benefits of turmeric or Ayurveda or the, the real roots of where it came from. You know what I mean? That bothers me because it's like, there's no transparency there. You know what I mean? And it makes yeah. me feel like the entrepreneur is not um, educated enough also, because if they were, they would release that information and promote looking into where you're sourcing your, um, your, you know, natural ingredients from. And the fact that you you said you can sit here and tell me your, the whole story and the whole vision, I think that's a huge, huge thing. You know, not many people can do that because the market, like we know, is saturated with like Ayurveda inspired products or, you know, something no. that came from another culture, but it's like, where's all the information? <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Right. And so let, yeah, I want to talk, I want to have you comment on that, the transparency part for your, like, you know, how you, how you decided on that? Like, yeah, I can't really speak to how other brands do it. For me, it was just super easy. You know, we found these plants, they were in my backyard, they were growing all around me, you know, in a town that had a problem, um, people suffering from very dot dry, dehydrated skin. And we kind of just added problem to solution. Um, but where we source from the fact that I harvest these plants myself, you know, I, I know where they come from. I know how they're harvested. And then yeah. we work, you know, with the local community to try to employ, you know, photographers and artists and, you know, for photo shoots and content creation. And we're trying to put the money back into, um, this community just to help, help further, um, the, the career paths and, and, and financial well-being of, of, of people who live here. Um, I'm incredibly fortunate that this is a very artistic community that I live in. So um, yeah. there's lots of, of people to help us, you know, bring that vision to life. But it's, it's very important to me um, that we are, you know, giving back to the environment. So I think two years ago, I think it was 2018, we, we officially became a member of 1% the planet. So 1% oh. of every product sale is going back to the environment. And the charity that we picked is the Grand Teton National Park Foundation. Um, it's the national forest that backs up to my backyard. And what's so amazing about plants in general is that they we call it we call it the um, the wood wide web is kind of our internal like joke for it, but it's like yeah. they they all hold hands under the ground, so the root systems are connected. And yeah. Yeah. when plants, when an ecosystem is flourishing, it's feeding you know its neighboring ecosystem. It's not they're not all separate. It's like 
you know, the quaking aspen is they say it's the largest living organism in North America, which I'll have to fact check that information before you go live, but I will, but that's, <laughs> that's what I've read. Um, so it's just like, it, it's a beautiful thing that this is all kind of connected. So by working on restoration efforts in the Grand Teton National Park, that's feeding the land that we wildcraft on. And it's all, it's all kind of comes from the same place. Um, so that's, that's really important to us. And I then- really love that. I really love <laughs> I love that you're giving right back to where you're taking, you're taking your um, inspiration from. That's, that's amazing. That's, well, we that's have, really we cool. have to, I mean, these things yeah. are really important to us and it's, it's funny about the park, you know, when the settler settlers came years, hundreds of years ago, I don't know the exact year that they came to Jackson, but they actually um, tore up some of the national park, the indigenous flora, because mm-hmm. they wanted to plant smooth broom um, for their cattle. So, because the cows only eat grass and smooth. Yeah. Broom, so yeah. They, um, they tore up the park and that smooth broom has been, um, it's an invasive species that's dominated um, certain areas of the park. I think there's over 400 acres. So what we're doing is we're working to restore that area of the park and take up the smooth broom, the grass that's not supposed to be there and put back in those sage bushes, um, everything, the different grass species that are native that were lost, you know, years ago. Oh my God. I wish we could do that with humans. you are polluting everything around you so we're gonna just take you out (laughs) totally you know what i mean imagine can you imagine um yeah so so that's important to us so we're we're working on park restoration right now we're also plastic neutral certified um we work with this amazing organization called repurpose um the most genius man ever is behind this. His name is Peter and he is working to um, remove, you know, the plastic from the environment, mainly in India and the oceans, uh, because a lot of the recyclables, yeah, they're not finding their way to the proper facilities. So we, um, we work with that organization too, to offset our plastic footprint and, and, and neutralize it because in skincare, there is plastic. Like I can't oh, yeah, find yeah. a glass pump. Like I can't find a glass um, lid, you know, to my jars. And even though my jars are glass and they're recyclable, the some there is plastic like in my line because I just haven't been able to find an alternative. So right. um, I think the industry as a whole, hopefully we'll start moving in that direction when the big names, the big players start demanding more sustainable packaging options. It's going to open the floodgates and then smaller brands like mine will have the opportunity to source better quality materials that are more environmentally friendly and, and all of you that. know hey the way i see it let's make the smaller ones the big that are doing it right the bigger ones you know <laughs> what i'm saying genuinely like I, i'm so t- it's like i feel like this applies to every aspect of life like you know the people who are doing it right you don't need to reinvent the wheel men just go with who's doing it right but anyway you know i could talk to you for hours about that honestly but no i love that i love everything you just said and i really um want to just commend you for that this is real you know in my mind you're you're doing clean beauty the way i in my head imagine clean beauty to be you know it's a really truly a sustainable and you know collaborative effort and i and i just love everything you're doing so, that means you know. so much to me. I am so honored um, to have the time to talk to you and that you're recognizing and championing what we're doing. It's, it's so, um, we're just, we're so grateful for your support. So thank you. 
Oh my gosh. And everyone out there, if you guys have not checked out Alton Beauty yet, I really urge you go now, check them out, leave us some comments, some feedback. Um, like I said, for, you know, everyone out there who loves a good foundation, I'm telling you, this is one of the best primers you will use. Um, <laughs> you know, Kendra serum is genuinely one of the best. It gives the most beautiful glow and my foundation loves it. My skin loves it. So yeah, check them out. Let us know what you think. And thank you so much, Kendra. This was such a pleasure. I had the best time. This was the highlight of my week. Thank you. Thank you.